Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. How is everybody doing today? I am loving the weather in Tallahassee right now, so I hope it's fantastic where you are. We are having such amazing weather. It's been a really cool spring, and when you live in Florida, you love cool springs because you know what's coming soon, so hopefully you've had beautiful weather. I want to talk today about tips for using LinkedIn in an entry-level job search. Really, most of these tips are applicable, if not all, are applicable for anybody's job search, but I'm really focused, as you all know, on that entry level and, and within 10 years of graduation, that job search. So step number one, of course, is if you haven't created a LinkedIn profile, what the heck, right? So you got to create one. So that's step number one. And here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to be talking about, you know, what makes a... Um, and a, a LinkedIn profile search engine optimized and kind of best practices for that in another podcast. But um, I want to give you a couple of pointers here. But but what I want to kind of set the stage is, you know, it's interesting. I think I opened my LinkedIn profile in 2009 or something like that, which is, you know, not that long ago, except that, you know, with technology, it's kind of like dog years. So really, I'm a, a, an early adopter to LinkedIn. And there was a time back in the day when just having a LinkedIn profile was, you know, really gave you a leg up and that those days are long gone. Uh, you really want to have a robust LinkedIn profile and you want to have at least 500 connections. So here are my three little quick pointers about your, your profile itself. So number one, your picture is critical. So you want to make sure that it's only of you. There's not like a group or there's no animals in the picture. You want to look professional within the context of your profession. So what makes an attorney look professional is very different from what makes maybe an elementary school teacher look professional or a healthcare professional. And I also want you to look friendly in your picture. So I think that's critical. So look like approachable somebody. I've had clients before. These are older men, inevitably, who I've had to be like, you know, you look kind of mean in your LinkedIn profile. I don't think I'd, I'd be terrified to reach out to you. You look scary. So that's number one. Your pick is critical. Number two 
Your summary is the most important text on your profile from search engine optimization uh, purposes. And also, it's the section of your profile that people will read in its entirety if it is interesting. You have about 2,000 characters. It actually comes out to like 1,988 characters. Um, so you have about 2,000 characters to tell your story and you want to really compel employers to reach out to you in that section. So you want to write it in first person, you want to make it interesting, kind of tell them how you got to where you are and where you're going. And number three, there's a good reason about that 500 connections. So once you get to 500, it'll say 500 plus connections and it will stay that way for the duration. I have over 4,000 connections and it still says 500 plus. So to get to that number, I want you to get there any way you can. I really want you to focus on quantity over quality to begin with. Once you get to 500, you can be more selective. You can also reach out to people that you don't know but want to, and they're going to be more likely to accept your your uh, invitation to connect because you look like you're serious. You know, I get, I get um, invitations to connect every day from people who are clearly just starting out. I got one the other day from somebody who had 67 connections and I did not know them and they were connected to me. It was a second level connection through somebody that I didn't know well and I wasn't willing to give them access to my 4,000 plus connections in exchange for his 67 connections. I, I said no to him and I'm going to let him, if he wants to come back to me when he's got a little bit more bargaining leverage, then we'll talk. But right now, I'm not interested in trading out what I have for what he has. It's a very unequal exchange. And so that may be how more senior folks will look at you, people that you don't already know, if you only have a, a you know 100 connections or 200. So really get up to that 500 number. Have that robust profile. Get that professional picture. Have a full, robust um, summary. And that's going to really help you get connected with people you don't already know. So to reemphasize, having a decent profile is going to be key to all of the tips that I'm going to give you here. So you, you want to make a good impression when they first visit your profile. Now, I have clients all the time who are like, I, you know, I want to launch my job search. And these are mid-career folks, and they're, they don't want to do anything until I've updated their profile. And I don't think that's necessary because they already have a very good profile. And if it's not terribly dated, they're going to be fine. I don't want them to put off making connections. But if you have either no profile or you have a very weak profile, then yeah, I want you to do some things to improve that profile before you start asking people. I always liken LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn profile is kind of your house. And so when you start asking people to connect with you, it's like you're inviting people over. And most of us, we want our house to look kind of good. We want to have some furniture in there. We want to have um, maybe some, we want it to be clean. Maybe we want to put some food out. And that's kind of what I'm suggesting. You want to make sure that your house looks pretty and is inviting so that people will want to come over to it. So here are 10 ways that you can use LinkedIn in your job search. So number one, I want you to find someone in the company that you're applying to, like a human resources professional or the department decision maker, to reach out to on LinkedIn. So I call this the plus one approach. If you're going to take the time to apply to a position online, then I want you to think of what one more thing can you do. And often that one more thing can be done on LinkedIn. I talked about this in last week's podcast. So get creative with what else you can do so that you're not just a number in a pile of applications. Um, number two, 
find who you are connected to. So these are your first level connections on LinkedIn. You're already connected relative to a position you're applying for and ask them to help you in some way. So it could be um, that you know someone who works there, you know someone who knows someone who works there. What can you do? Again, it's still part of that plus one approach. Number three, identify who you know relative to your target employers. These are the people you want to network with, preferably face-to-face. -face. So again, I, I use the term target employers, and this is something I teach my clients in my uh, in my Land Your Dream Job program, I want you to be strategic about where you want to work. You know, the idea of job boards, it's a very passive strategy. You're in, the, you're in the passenger seat. I want you to be in the driver's seat. And one of the ways to do that is to have target employers. These are companies I've researched and they are perfect fit for me. And you can do this at any level of your career. You don't have to be an experienced candidate to, to pull this off. So once you determine who these target employers are, and, and I have a process that I take my clients through for figuring that out, really uncovering what's most important to them, an employer, and then we do the research to figure out who those companies are that meet that criteria. Then I want you to figure out who you know relative to that employer and have a networking, preferably face-to-face -face meeting with them. So I want you to think about it this way. So I have this quadrant form that I have clients work with when they, so they identify a company. So ABC company, I want to work for them. Quadrant number one is do they know anyone who works at that company and knows the decision maker? So you go on LinkedIn, you look on there, you do a search for ABC company, see who you're connected to. Nope, I don't know anybody who knows that boss, that decision maker in that department. Okay, so quadrant number two is they don't work at that company. They don't work at ABC company, but they do know the decision maker. So maybe they're connected to them on LinkedIn, but they work somewhere else. That's what that's quadrant number two. So then if I say, no, I don't have that. Number three is they work at ABC company, but they don't know the decision maker, or at least it doesn't look like they know them on LinkedIn. They're not connected on LinkedIn, but at least they work at ABC company. And then quadrant number four are what I call kind of centers of influence. These are the people who just know a lot of folks. So you think about if, if you don't have anybody relative to the company or the decision maker that you know as a starting, because this is going to be your starting point for your networking. Who do you know that knows a lot of people? And then that's, it may be that you have three target companies and you sit down with your friend um, Jeff and you're like, Jeff, okay, here are the companies, who do you know? Um, I've often told the story about here in Tallahassee, if I were looking for a job, uh, my center of influence, number one, first and foremost, would be Dina. And Dina knows everybody. I actually called her one day and I said, Dina, I was networking on LinkedIn today and guess what? And she said, what? I said, I found someone here in town, a professional who wasn't connected to you on LinkedIn. <laughs> that was surprising to me that she, that she wasn't connected to this person. So who are those centers of influence? So who do you know that's just a really good networker, really connected into the community? It could be because of their job or just that's who they are. And it can also be people that interact with a lot of folks. Think about nail technicians, hairdressers, um, even the mail carrier. You know, there are people who are centers of influence by virtue of the cross-section of the, of the community that they come in contact with. So identify who you know relative to your target employers, and that's a good starting point for your, 
for your networking. So again, LinkedIn's a place to do this. Number four, join groups on LinkedIn that put you in proximity to decision makers in your target employer. So whatever industry you're in, um, let's say you want to go into something to do with journalism. Well, find some journalism groups on LinkedIn. And, and when you um, do a search on on groups, it'll tell you how many members are in the group. And so that will give you a sense of whether that's a kind of a mainstream group, which is the ones I like. I like the ones where I have the biggest reach as opposed to a little small niche group that might have a hundred members. So I'm going to put my energies into those larger groups and then I'm going to get on there and I'm going to start posting. I'm going to respond to comments that other people make. I'm going to get active. And the neat thing about being in a group is it um, it's another way of getting you in contact with decision makers. So even if you're not connected to them, they're not one of your connections, you can connect to them directly by virtue of the fact that you are in the same group together. All right, number five, I want you to follow your target employers on LinkedIn. This is a critical one, and a lot of companies are kind of checking this out. They're especially at the entry level, like, are you hooked into our company? Do you actually want to work there? And so you can follow companies on LinkedIn. And if any of this stuff, if you can't figure out how to do it, I can certainly help you with that. But I did want to throw the concepts. I'm not going to go into step-by-step step how you get there because, quite frankly, that does change a lot on LinkedIn. So this would it would date this podcast if I start giving you those kind of specific instructions. Um, but, but that's a really great way to... Um, not only show your interest in the company, so they check out your profile, they'll see that you're, you know, you're interested in ABC company, you've been following them, but they also tend to give you kind of the inside scoop. So by following them, you're going to kind of get that first dibs on, you know, jobs as they come open, or you'll know about things that the company is doing that will help you in terms of, you know, kind of preparation for the eventual interview and just knowing whether that's a company that you want to work for, because maybe you start following a company and something happens to them that makes you change your mind or verse, vice versa. That was a company that you weren't so interested in and something happens that makes it kind of move it to the top of your list. All right, number six. You can also research your target employers on LinkedIn. So when you either you're kind of creating that target list initially or you are preparing for the interview, you've got a wealth of information on LinkedIn. So you can look at the company profile. So if you're not aware of that, you not only have people profiles on LinkedIn, but you have company profiles. So you can go on there. And that's what I was talking about in that previous bullet point is following that company. That's what you're following. You're following their profile on LinkedIn. So you can research them, find out more about them there, but you can also reach out to others who have worked there, who work there now, and get scoop from them as well. So, so you can really get a lot of great firsthand intel from LinkedIn about target employers. Number seven, reach out to people who work at the employers. This is kind of what I was just talking about. So, you know, I'm interested in ABC company, but I want to know more about it. I want the inside scoop on what it's like to work there. So I did this recently with a company in town. I wanted to, or no, I'm sorry, not a company in town. It was a national company that I had not heard of. And I was very interested in um, what they did and what their business model was. And so I, I did a search. I found everybody on LinkedIn who worked there. It was a small company. So I found everybody. And if they had a job title that made sense 
for the intel I was trying to gather, I reached out to them and asked them to connect. And then as soon as they connected with me, I said, hey, here's why I reached out to you. I'm really curious. Can you tell me more? And I had slightly different questions depending on whether they were in the position that I was interested in or they were in another position. You know, kind of what their role was in the company affected the question I had. But but I, I call it professional stalking. You've heard me use that term before. And it's the name of the game. So kind of stalking them professionally using LinkedIn. Number eight, use the job function on LinkedIn, not just to apply for jobs, but to see who's kind of in hiring mode. So you will often see a kind of a cluster of jobs being posted by the same company. And so that's kind of an alert that there's something going on in that company. Now, what you want to find out is, is this because there's some new initiative or there's great growth and, and they're going, you know, great guns and, and they need more people? Or are they hiring a group of people because there's been a huge layoff or there's um, they can't keep their people? You know, so so it could be a good reason or a bad reason, but you want to find out about that. And you can do that on LinkedIn. You can also do it on Glassdoor. So if you've never used Glassdoor, it's a great place to get that insider info from people who have um, who have worked there. So number nine, post a video of you on your LinkedIn profile talking about your qualifications. You want to make sure this is really professional. This is not you know, fun kind of YouTube stuff, you want it to be very professional. So essentially, it's like, think of it as being kind of a video bio or a video resume. What do you want to say about yourself in a really succinct time? And then that can be uploaded onto your LinkedIn profile. And now, if you are already employed and looking for a new job, that may be too overt unless you... Um, if there's a specific thing you want to teach people about and it's just a way of getting your face and your expertise out there without kind of um, broadcasting that you're looking for a job, you might be able to pull that off. I've had a lot of clients over the year who, who in fact, just one yesterday who reached out to me and she said, okay, I finally landed in a new position and now I will write you a LinkedIn profile. My company has been really looking closely at my LinkedIn profile for signs that I've been looking for a new job. And so I didn't want to tip my hand by writing, you know, a, which I cer certainly understand. She didn't want to write a recommendation for the woman that she'd hired to help her, you know, redo her resume and LinkedIn profile and coach her. And um, that would be kind of a red flag. So if it's appropriate for you to put a video on there and, and think about what else do I have? Is there is there something else? Maybe it's not my face. Maybe it's not me talking about how fantastic I am and, and what I bring to the table. But maybe I have something else that I have produced that I could do a video about or, or put on LinkedIn to show my work. And then number 10, I want you to use the advanced search function on LinkedIn to find people that you already know so you can get those connections up to 500. So we talked about this earlier. I'm going to come kind of full circle around this. So we want you to get to that magic number of 500. And to do that, if you're at 100 or 200 connections, you're only going to know the names of a few people, right? That's only They're only going to come to mind for so long and you're going to run out of ideas. And so that's, you know, you have a bar up at the top. You can put Sue Smith's name in there and you can find, you're going to find a whole bunch of people named Sue Smith if you do that. Um, so also in that bar up there, there is a, you'll see a magnifying glass. And if you click on that magnifying glass, it'll open up an advanced search function. And it'll let you search for people. It'll let you search for companies. It'll let you search for organizations. And 
you have a bunch of different filters. So you want to click on, and again, I'm giving you specifics that might change down the road, but right now, this is how you do it. And it gives you a bunch of different filters, and you click on um, see all filters. So you can click on keyword. You could search on someone's name. So here's what I will do. Sometimes if I'm looking for a Sue Smith, well, you know, there's 400 of them in there. Who knows how many? I'm going to go into the advanced search function, and I'm going to put Sue Smith's name in there and something else I know about her. If I know where she works now, I have found that one of the most effective ways to narrow it down is to put in the university. Because what I have found, and, and I live on LinkedIn, so I do this a lot, I found that the company search is only going to pick up, it only seems to pick up their current employer. So if I don't know where they work now, that's not going to be useful. Keyword, well, that just depends on whether it's in their profile and what if it's not. But people almost always, when they first build their LinkedIn profile, if they don't put much of anything else on there, they will put their academic credentials. So if I know that they graduated from Florida State University, then I can put that in there. Um, so, you know, oftentimes it's like you have a piece of information about them, but you, it's not enough for you to find the right person. So you can go into that advanced search function, put in one more piece of criteria, and then that'll help you find the person you're looking for. So if you're trying to get to 500, think about, okay, I interned at X company. Um, so I'm going to do a search on X company. I'm going to see who's in there, see who I know there. I, um, I went to X university, so I'm going to put that in there. And, and that's going to give you a huge number of results. So what else could you put in there? Maybe you want to put people who live in a certain geographic region who graduated from that school, because you can also search by geography. So play with that advanced search function because, again, if you have less than 500 connections, fewer than 500 connections, your goal is to get to 500. And I want to explain real quickly why that is because I think that confuses a lot of people. It has to do with how high up you will come in searches. So if I am searching for um, marketing, I'm looking for someone in marketing, I want to hire someone in marketing. I'm going to do a search on my LinkedIn profile, and the first page, the first things that will come up are the people I'm already connected to who have the keyword marketing in their resume. The next thing that's going to come up are the second level connections. So those are the people that my connections are connected to. And then far, far down the list, way beyond the scope of, of what my computer will let me see, are the, is the rest of the world. LinkedIn is set up to where you can only see 200 of, unless you have an a premium account, a paid account, you're only going to see the first 200 results. So if I get back a, a search that has 5,000 results, it's not very effective because I'm only going to get to see the first 200. And that's typically going to be first level and some of my second level connections. So by me having, I think I have 4,400 connections right now. If you figure that each one of those people has an average of 500 connections, they really probably have an average of much more than that. You can do the math on how many second level connections I have. And that means that when somebody looks for a resume writer or a career coach, there's a high likelihood that I'm going to show up high. So if you think about when you do a Google search or if you're on Amazon, how often do you go past the first page? You hardly ever do. You might do the second page or the third page, but you're not going to go down to the 20th page, nor will LinkedIn let you. So the more connections you have, that means the more second level connections you have, you're just going to have what I call a bigger footprint. 
So if you think about LinkedIn, I have a pretty gigantic footprint on LinkedIn. If you're sitting there with 200 connections and each one of them has 500 connections, you have a pretty, pretty small footprint on LinkedIn. So think about that. Think about it in terms of I want quantity first, then I can go to quality. I'm going to just start asking as many people as I can. Um, I'm going to play with, I think the search function, the advanced search function is fun. I will sit there sometimes when I'm just ready to build up my my numbers again. I will just go on there and play with companies that I know, geographic regions, um, all these different kinds of things. And I, uh, one final word I want to say about how powerful this is. I was working with a client a few months ago who was in human resources in California. And he was high up. He had actually um, was looking for a senior VP of human resources position in California. And we pulled up his profile. I was on, I always do my, my coaching calls on zoom. So I was sharing my screen and I was, we had his profile up on, on the computer screen. And so we had him do a search of HR people in California. That was the advanced search function. Human resources was in the job title and California. His first page of results, I was connect, I in Florida was connected to every single one of his first page connections of human resource people in California. And it kind of blew his mind because he wasn't connected to any of them. So that's kind of the power. So if you think about that, um, think about that not only in terms of people seeing you, but in you having access to people and, and how that extends your reach when you're trying to get out there and connect with people. All right, so I hope that these 10 tips have been useful to you. I'm going to hit you one more time with them real quick. Number one, find somebody in the company you're applying to. Reach out to them on LinkedIn. So this is somebody that you don't know, but they're, they're in HR, they're in the company, in the department. Number two, find how you are, who you are connected to relative to a position you're applying for and ask them to help you in some way. Number three, identify who you know relative to your target employer. So these are not companies that you're applying to online, but these are those identify. These are my dream companies. Who do I know? Remember the quadrants. Who do I know that works there that knows the decision maker? Doesn't work there but knows the decision maker. Doesn't know the decision maker but works there or is a center of influence. Number four, join groups on LinkedIn that put you in proximity with decision makers. Number five, Follow your target employers on LinkedIn. Number six, research your target employers on LinkedIn. And again, that advanced search function will help you do that. Number seven, reach out to people who work at employers you are interested in to get the inside scoop. So you connect with them on LinkedIn. Then you say, hey, tell me what this is like or what do you know about and, and just get the inside scoop. You're not asking them for a job or leads or anything, just scoop. Number eight, use the jobs function on LinkedIn to find out who's in hiring mode, not necessarily that you're going to apply or that there are even positions you're interested in, but there clearly is a hiring push. And then you want to do further research to find out why that hiring push is happening. Number nine, post a video of yourself or something else based on your industry and what you do. Do you have a piece of creativity that you can put on there? Something that you've produced in terms of marketing or public relations or a video of yourself if you are in a position to be overt about the fact that you're looking for a job. And then number 10, use the advanced search function to find people you already know to get you to your 500 connections so that you can get that, that footprint built up. All right. 
As always, I want to be your career coach, so leave me a question. You can reach out to me at, on my email at lisa, that's L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. I hope that you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And also, while you're on my website, hook up with my freebie, because that'll get you in the mailing list for upcoming free webinars. I plan to start those most likely in the fall, and uh, they will be completely free and fantastic. I'm going to, I'm planning on doing some um, live coaching with people. So you'll get to actually, whatever the topic is, we'll do some live coaching around that, which is super cool. And uh, I just want to be there for you. So reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. Have a great week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.